If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Kondo, okay? and I'm joined by my regular ghost, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ben Arrington. That was weird. I yep. felt like I had to do that properly for once, because we kind of we built yeah. it up. Yeah. We built it up too much. Um, Always happens. How you doing? I was going to wear my mustard hoodie, but I thought I'd have too much yellow on today, so I didn't want to clash <laughs> with you or me. Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? You've color coat, yeah. I'm good. I like that you've color matched your hat to your t shirt. Was that on purpose? It kind of oh, okay. it looks the same on the video, but it's kind of different. The yellow's a lot darker on my t shirt than it is on my hat. So, you know, mm. it wasn't, uh, oh, yeah, like that, is it? How you doing? How you doing in lockdown? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I was super, I've been, I don't know if I was getting a bit ill or I felt like I was getting a bit ill. So, today I've had a massive chill day. We've done a few bits around the house, but mostly read, reading some comics, watching some films, playing some games, just having a you, a me day. Do you feel better for it? Oh yeah, oh mm. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Soft Sometimes reset. Better. Yeah, man. I, do, well, I like to have like a scalding hot bath when I feel like that, and then I kind of get out, and I feel like I'm reborn. I feel like I'm at, come out the Lazarus pit. Mate, um, I don't Batman reference. I uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I try not to have baths because they make me more tired. Like if I have a bath, it's oh, too yeah. relaxing. It's too relaxing. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to have a nap. No matter what I've got on for the rest of the day, I've got to go have a nap after a bath. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing I need to start doing now in lockdown. And obviously I'm aware napping. that... Napping, yeah. I'm aware that based on my career, I'm very lucky that I'm allowed to... Well, allowed to. It's, it's being urged that I just stay home all, all day and do what I want. <laughs> no, I'm lucky, and I'm and I'm forever grateful for the people who are out there still working. But 
I'm introducing naps into my daily life. You feel like you've got, well, I know you have, but do you feel like you've got more time? Uh, well, I've still been working from home. So like, I still feel like I'm keeping to a certain level. Oh, I, of thought you, I thought you'd been routine now. I thought they'd stopped you from working. Uh, start, starts tomorrow. So, uh, oh, tomorrow is when you'll go crazy. You should yeah, fill your house so up with <laughs> mirrors. Fill your house up with mirrors and wave every time you see yourself. Just to give yourself that. <laughs> oh, hey, mate. I'll be sick. I'll be sick of the sight of myself. I'll be like, who's that smarmy git in my eyes? All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, change your yeah, clothes so, every time before you go between mirrors and then you'll think it's someone else. That's a lot. That's a lot of effort. That's one thing I've not been, you know, changing my clothes. Socks are getting at least two days worth of wears currently. Yeah. Yeah, it will say. Especially, like especially a good... Especially a good pair of socks that, like, you you, you know, you know, is a, a nice, comfy, good fitting pair of socks. Mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. days out of them, pants, maybe two days if I'm feeling frisky. No, no, <laughs> don't know. I don't want any of that residue. Two day old no. residue. No. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. If nobody knows but you, then. But I know, and that's that's the key point. I don't care if someone else yeah. thought I was. You've had those pants done for two days, mate. <laughs> I don't care. I, don't, I wouldn't care as long as I knew I hadn't. Maybe I'd be like, bit. I don't know. No, I'd yeah. be fine. You've yeah. had those pants over a week, haven't you? I bet you have. You, I could tell. I could hear them rustling. <laughs> <laughs> like old leaves. Very nice. Sounds like you're treading through snow. Uh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. What you been? We've got any news. I guess the main news is the Stuart Gordon news. The main Gordon news, news, which we did less. Yeah, so obviously... Stuart Gordon passed away, and this is obviously relevant to what, uh, why we're doing today's episode. Um, but obviously, amazing director, the horror genre, adaptations of the film we're discussing today, Reanimator, also films like From Beyond, Dolls, Castle Freak, uh, Robot Jocks, Pit in the Pendulum, Fortress. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of these, but I'm aware of them. I'm aware of the man's work. Here's here's what you have seen that will be your biggest Stuart Gordon film, I think. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He co-created it. It oh. was supposed to direct it, but he got ill before before the film ah. inside. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Is, yeah. <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is formative for me. That's a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a well, a little one. Probably, probably some horror elements in that as well, right? There's loads of scary stuff. Oh yeah, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty scary concept as well, you know. Just a giant ant although they do befriend the ant in the end um so giant biscuits i, 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 I didn't think i didn't think i'd seen reanimator before but i was familiar with loads of it so i think maybe i have but mm. i think i've seen from beyond as well but can't be 100 percent sure they're the only three quarter films i've seen and i feel very bad about it but they've left massive impressions i'll tell you that mm. especially from beyond yeah yeah definitely uh yeah so that's obviously why we're reviewing Reanimated today. Um, another death in the world of horror. Um, the Exorcist and the Shining composer uh, Christoph Penderecki has passed away. He passed away this week. Uh, so obviously, just like the main the mm. score for both of those films, uh, not including the Exorcist main theme. Tubular oh, yeah. bells. Have you heard the rest, bell. the, the rest of Tubular Bells? Like, 11 seconds it's in. Fucking, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. It just goes on. It's just like, oh yeah, Exorcist, Exorcist. Wait, what? What's going on now? Um, but yeah, he's also, his work is featured all over the place. Twin Peaks, uh, 
Shutter Island, hmm. Black Mirror, Ready Player One. Wow. Children of Men. So I think like, I don't think he's he necessarily scored all those things, but he must have been involved somehow or like themes he'd written. Can I just ask you a question about, well, it's in my head now. Can I ask you a question about Reanimator? Yeah. The soundtrack. Oh, right. Yeah. Anything sound familiar to you? It sounds very familiar, but I'm not too sure what it is. It kind of made me think of putting it in the kids. I swear, like the opening <laughs> credits has a similar. So similar I don't know whether this is. But it sounds so much like the Psycho soundtrack. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's it's meant to be. It's meant similar to. Be, right? to yeah, yeah. It's, it's meant to be similar to. Okay. So where does so the similarities are intentional? He used it as a base. Just for a while, I was like, hang on a minute, is that allowed? It's cool, though, isn't it? The music, I think, like it's um, oh, yeah. it hits the tone of the film. I think perfectly. It yeah. makes me think of like crazy horror, but mm. comedy, over the top horror comedy. <laughs> the only other bit of news I've got, other than that, is that films are being pushed back, which obviously I guess we knew was going to happen. But you know, really big tentpole movies are getting moved by a lot. So also, like Ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, is being yeah. Moved. So it's going to come out in July. Now it's being moved to March next year. Morbius with Jared Leto, July this year to March as well. Uh, the Uncharted movie, which has been stuck in like production hell, is going to come out in March 2021. That's been moved to 2021 October. I'm reading the list here. What are you going to say? Oh, uh, yeah. The Odeon Limitless thing has been moved. To, um, they've halted payments of that. So I'm not too sure if that's going to ruin the business any quicker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Odeon are going to do. I'm very worried about my cinemas right now. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty scary, but I guess so many companies and so many different uh, industries are in the same sort of position mm-hmm. that, yeah, who's to say? So obviously, like, obviously we saw before that like the Bond film, Mulan, Black Widow, Fast and the Furious. Basically, we're just going to get like a month where <laughs> everything's released like every single day. Yeah, it'd be weird. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. No, we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to see. Uh, also, I did want to bring up the fact that it was over a week ago, but we didn't discuss it on last week's episode, is that Final Destination turned 20. Hey, we've, got to do that. That we've got to do that scene. We need, we need to do Final Destination. Okay, let's get that in the, uh, in the diary for something to do in the future. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the... I think the screenwriter released the original treatment and the script online recently for people to download and enjoy, which is uh, pretty cool. I'm always interested in stuff like that. So, uh, pretty yeah, cool. Uh, it, apparently, it, it, it was uh, it was an X Files episode or an idea for an X Files episode. Oh yeah, yes, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I had the working title Flight One Eight originally, but then uh, became that. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty it cool. It, it would work as an X Files episode as well, I think, that concept. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Cool. So, um, you watch anything? Go on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, I've seen a few things. Um, the Tiger King was the big thing that everyone's talking about. It's not horror. It's kind of got some horror in it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got like a murder mystery, or, you know, murder plot. Interesting stuff. It's about a guy called. Uh, a private tiger zoo owner in uh, is he in Florida? 
No, he's. Yeah, no, no. So he was in uh, somewhere. Missouri, Missouri, somewhere. Okay. No, Iowa, wouldn't it? Iowa. One of them in America, uh, and he is a uh, gay polygamous um, tiger zoo owning. Tiger zoo um, owning politician, gun toting, mullet having, eyebrow pierced, country uh, singer. Country recording singer, artist. recording artist, former cop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? He was a, he's a eccentric, crazy, crazy guy, and he's maybe yeah. not the worst of them because they're all yeah. kind of insane. All the Tiger Zoo owners, uh, but yeah, this program uh, is uh, insane. I mean, it's got the murder mystery thing really had me wrapped, but it's funny as well. It's sad, hmm. and yeah. It's a really good. It reminded me, in, in a way, of like making a murderer. Even though making a murderer is very a serious. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the reason it reminded me of that is because it was just kind of like a. It seemed like a simple plot, but as each episode unraveled, it kind of all these different secrets came out and all these it's different like a soap things. Opera. It, was, it was. It was like a soap opera, yeah, yeah. Um, a redneck soap opera. So, uh, yeah, a great way to distract yourself. You know, if you're worried about. The world and real life a great way to kind of plunge hey uh, i don't really binge stuff but i find myself watching it in in just one weekend yeah yeah i watched it f- fairly quickly too it's just like one of those ones you can't stop you can't it yeah. is a binger it's a big binger uh i think a lot of people yeah. have seen tiger king though it seems to be the thing that everyone's talking about um yeah if you haven't it? seen it definitely recommend it all right you, you take one what are you seen because I've seen quite a few. Uh, so. ooh, what have I seen? So I watched a few of the streaming films this week. Uh, have I told? See again, I can't remember what I've spoken about last. Have I told? Have I said about Bloodshot? Mm, no, no. You well, I saw Bloodshot. Uh, Vin Diesel. I was going to go to the cinema to see it just before all of this kick, all this stuff kicked off. Um, it was pretty generic. It was pretty predictable. Some of the CGI was a bit odd. There was definitely some like weird de-aging CGI happening in scenes where like de-aging wasn't supposed to be. If that makes sense. Ax- they do Vin it so often, look- they, they do it by accident now. Vin Diesel looked so smooth and weird. He looked like a cue ball. Um, <laughs> and there was some dubbing of like dialogue as well. There were f- people say stuff and I'm like, what? What's going it's, on um, It's a bit sad because... so. I'm a big fan of the Valiant comic book universe and I really wanted them to sort of hit it out of the park. But I knew as soon as the Bloodshot was going to be the first comic they were going to do, I knew that it's a hard sell. And also that first arc, which it looks like they've taken it, this film plot from, <laughs> is, is super generic. Like it's after that point that things start to get more interesting. Um, well, but I think I, in, a, in a world where Upgrade already exists, it's already like... Going up against it, some there was some of the CGI was a bit in the fight scenes looked a bit weird as well. It looked a bit Spider Man early two thousands, you know, when there's like yeah. fight scenes and you can see it's just wobbly. I don't think it's got a huge CGI huge models. budget. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah so that's a shame. I watched um, yeah. so I watched the film that might be one of my new favorite films. Um, it's like uh, it's been on my, on my list for a little while. Um. It's uh, kind of low budget. It seems like a guy who's independently financed himself and he's kind of made it with some 
like actor friends and that kind of thing. It's called Dave Made a Maze, uh, but it's great. Uh, it's okay. uh, so so what's it about? So, a uh, girl has been away for the weekend and she comes back to find her partner or fiance. I can't remember. Um, over the weekend, instead of doing housework or whatever, he's made he's built like a mate like a fort out of cardboard boxes in the in the in the living room. Um, and he's somewhere mm-hmm. inside. And he says, "I can't find my way out." And every time, like she starts to like shake it, it sounds like she's like the the whole. It sounds a lot bigger than it actually is. And he said it's a lot bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. So then she invites a ton of people around. Um, and so far, I was like, "This is this is a quirky, fun idea." Um, but then it's about twenty people, and they all go into the cardboard fort to try and find him. And on the inside, the maze is massive. And there's like origami animals that are alive in there. There's like a minotaur oh, that's yeah. made of cardboard, like chasing everyone around. And it's like, it's still, it's still kind of quirky fun. Uh, it feels a bit Michel Gondry, but maybe not quite as arty-farty. Uh, like it's, it's genuinely funny. There's loads of good lines. But then there's like a horror element to it as well. There's a guy who gets a paper cut near the start on the cardboard side. Uh, and and the, the blood drops onto the cardboard. And everyone looks at it. And then the cardboard drinks the blood, like sucks it into it. And then from there you realize, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> and then there's some, and people start dying. There's those cardboard booby traps that like, uh, like someone gets in, impaled on cardboard tubes. Someone gets like, there's like yeah. circular saws that come out of a wall. So it's got like an Indiana Jones cardboard sort of vibe to it. Uh, but this yeah, it's, minotaur looks terrifying. It's funny, weird, punky, like really punky. Um, you could tell they were just like having a massive laugh when they were making it. Uh, yeah. It, kind of drags a little bit towards like the like, like two thirds of the way in but it ends well it's i don't know man it's just that like it hits all the notes that i want in a in this kind of film like it's not is a charlie kaufman-esque sort of thing but it's nowhere near it doesn't take itself seriously it's as if james gunn made a charlie kaufman film oh really yeah it looks really good man i didn't end but just from looking at it now it looks looks pretty awesome it, yeah it's fun it's a good one what about you? Uh, yeah, so I watched a film called The House of the Devil. I'm not sure if you've oh, seen yeah. this. It's currently on. It's on Amazon Prime, so it's like a really, it leans heavily. It's made in, two, yeah, so made in 2009, but it leans heavily into like the classic 70s aesthetic. Um, hard to say what's about without spoiling anything, but a young woman takes a job um, babysitting. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Babysitting in a weird big house with some weird people in. Um, she babysitting a baby, or is it like an old woman? Or it's like an old woman, yes. Yeah, so oh, it's not, yeah, yeah. not a baby. Yeah. Uh, it's a baby or woman. Um, so it's a re- it's a, like a really good homage to like this era of horror films, with the aesthetic it's going for. But I wasn't particularly drawn in by the story, and I think by the final third or like the finale, the finale it mm-hmm. feels a bit generic again. Uh, and it was a really good slow burn up until that, but then sort of when things kick off, I'm a bit like, okay, well, this isn't particularly interesting but yeah yeah, yeah. in terms of the style i like it and it's probably worth checking out and it it like leans all the way into that style like it it could have been a 70s yeah like yeah, 70s easily. yeah easily yeah. and there's a um there's a cameo from d wallace as well at the start uh d wallace from cujo et uh hills How? have eyes yeah. Huh? The Howling, I think she's in as well. The Howling, yes, yeah. in The Howling. Uh, Fright- Frighteners, Critters. So, horror uh, royalty. 
Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name who made that. Um, Ty Woods or something like that. Uh, he made uh, Ty, Ty West. Ty West, that's the one. Tiger yeah. Woods. Tiger Woods uh, made it. <laughs> Tiger Woods. He knocked it out of the park, which is uh, the wrong <laughs> thing, the wrong sport. That's how you know you're playing golf. Bad. How, how many how many films has he made? Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's the joke on? Four. <laughs> That's good. Oh yes. I've seen my stuff, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know the problem of the one of this film there by Tiger Woods is that there's a plot hole in one scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, is there? There's a plot hole in one. I got you, mate. That's 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 uh, he, he, also, it. <laughs> he also directed. He also directed Cam Fever too. Oh that's yeah, not a joke. That's that's true. Uh, and <laughs> oh. he, did, he, did, he did some bits in VHS and ABC's of Death and yeah, yeah. He's part uh, of that whole crew, I think. Called, yeah, yeah. We make a make something called the Innkeepers as well. I think we mm-hmm. recommended that in the group when when I uh, when I said something about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so another one I watched, which is on, it's streaming on all four at the minute. It's called A Dark Song. Have you seen that one? A Dark, a dark song. song. I feel like you'd like it. Yeah, yeah, A Dark Song. Dark uh, it's song. got um, Steve Oram in it, um, you know, from ah, Sightseers. I, reckon, I, <coughs> I recognize this poster. So this film is oh, well, it's set in Wales, I believe. Um, yeah. And it's about a woman who's lost her kid. Uh, some some ritualistic sacrifice that they'd, they'd stole a kid and done a terrific sacrifice on him. Uh, so she's <laughs> yeah. now going to do her own ritual with the help. I think she's paid Steve Orham, not the actor, but the character he's playing. She's paid him like eighty grand to come <laughs> and perform this ritual with her. That that is that takes um, like they can't go outside the. Uh, the salt line outside the house, but it's and yeah. you go all through these different. Um, got to drink blood. They've got to do all these kind of different things, and it's not like a one night affair. This, it goes on for months. This ritual, uh, and the idea is that it's going to it allows you to talk to your guardian angel, uh, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of make requests from them. And she wants revenge, um, but like for the longest time, it feels it feels like it, there's nothing supernatural about it at all. It's but Steve Oram's, um, I guess he's like a priest sort of guy. His character is just full on abusive. Like he, he makes her do sexual things. He uh, throws cold water on her when she's trying to sleep. He forces her to clean, uh, clean the pots. <laughs> uh, like he, he's like completely like a bit. He's a bit Doc Antle, you could say. Uh, yeah. Serious um, wronging. But then um, I don't want to spoil it, but things do happen. And um, it, mm. the, like the last. Wait a minute, that's a spoiler. The last <laughs> things do happen. The last uh, twenty minutes are, uh, are pretty fantastic, fantastical. Um, but yes, it's, uh, it's it's hard going for the first forty five minutes. It's in like grueling, but it's it's worth it. It's a good one. Mm. Nice. Uh, Pooh. I, I I went and revisited World War Z, mainly based on the current standards of. The world where there is zombies are loose. I don't know if you knew, zombies are loose. Yeah, and they're right yeah. there. Um, I think like I don't think this is a film that gets enough credit. Like as an adaptation of the book, like it's a bit 
I mean, it's not really an adaptation of the book, is it? It's kind of an adaptation of the idea of the book. But... Never, read, read, never read the book, so... Okay. Well, the book is more more like in the aftermath of the World War Z and like survivors who kind of talk about how it happened, how, how different corners of the world dealt with it, how the media dealt with it, how uh, presidents and, well, like everyone. But mm-hmm. as a pandemic movie, I think it kind of does a lot really well because it is like a huge action blockbuster which i guess we haven't really had with zombies before have we like a huge action blockbuster not in the the, i've never seen the flooding of zombie no and that's kind of insane like initially i remember when i didn't really like the idea of that but in this film it really does feel like a constant constant threat it's like a tidal wave of them watching over yeah i think the final there's some really good stuff in this like when they go to they go to south korea like is it night it's raining they're at this like air base that's all really good. I think the final third of the film, which is like at the World Health Organization in Cardiff, which was a reshoot, because apparently the first the first ending didn't test all that well with audiences. Um, I think that's really good. It really takes takes the pace, like just takes the pace right down and just makes the threat seem just a lot more. They focus on the threat a lot more, and I think Brad Pitt is really good in it. Mm. Like his character, he's not like a sort of buff action guy or like a soldier or a mercenary or anything like that. He's he's a <clears throat> he's like a reporter to dude, isn't he? Not a reporter, like a what do you say? He's like a United Nations investigator, dude. Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen this one. Okay, uh, I'm thinking it's pretty good though. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and a lot of the stuff in terms of like a fast spreading virus and seeing how the globe reacts to it, seeing as we're seeing how it happens in real time now. It seems really realistic, you know, different, some countries reacting different than others. Some countries treating it as a major threat while other countries don't treat it as a major threat. Some mm-hmm. countries seemingly one step ahead of it, which I think maybe we've been fed a little bit by the media now. <laughs> oh no, yeah. it ain't, it ain't turned up here yet. They knew it was coming, didn't they? There's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. theorists would love it, I reckon. But yeah. I recommend going back to it, giving it giving it a re rewatch. Is it uh streaming anywhere, do you know? I've got it on Blu-ray. So <clears throat> that's how I watched it. So streaming directly from disc, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's probably somewhere, isn't it? I'm sure it's on something like Amazon Prime seems we to can kind of thing. Get you to screen share over Zoom. Yeah. Don't watch it Definitely. through your eyes. Uh yeah, man, that's um I'll give that another go. I'd be interested to watch that again. Yeah, I don't know um, if I've if I'm gonna watch something like contagion yet okay it's too close to home might be a bit too close to might be a bit too close to home yeah but maybe yeah. i don't know I do, I do like punishment yeah <clears throat> oh mate you know uh i was gonna nearly forgot um just before uh we sort of started getting the notes together for this episode um i was watching swamp thing the the dc oh, okay TV show. have you seen it i haven't seen it no stuck on one episode. I haven't really seen any of the DC stuff. Well, I saw The Flash, and I was like, "This is all right, but it's it's very cheesy pie." Uh, but um, <laughs> the swamp, the, yeah, the swamp thing, uh, the the practical physical effects I saw in this first episode were insane. <laughs> like it's like oh, the really? thing level of um, yeah, they had like these two corpses in this morgue. I don't think they're even corpses; they were infected by something, and they had like um, uh, swampy vines, sort of coming out of them and stuff um but then the zombie vines like started tearing these people apart 
and it looks so good in like a sort of a horrific sort of way. I mean, because this this um, was cancelled, the the season was cancelled, and the series <laughs> on the premiere of the first episode. No I have a way. feeling. I have a feeling that someone, some big head, giant head executive, watched the first <laughs> first few scenes and were like, "Fuck it out! What we're putting this out? Cancel Jesus. it! <laughs> Cancel it!" Just got like a big red button on his desk. Can you press that one? Yeah. And they immediately cancelled the show. Yeah, this. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. of it. It's still got some cheesy pie moments because it's like a superhero TV show. Um, mm. But if it's if it goes the way that the, the Alan Moore there's a specific issue yeah. of Animal or something that's got a really horrible horror idea behind it. If it goes that way, then I think, um, yeah, yeah, this would be good. I'm going to enjoy it. Lovely. Yeah. I think of all of the DC shows, that's one that I kind of felt tempted to watch because it didn't seem as cheesy pie, maybe as the other stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You got a felt? Uh, I guess we were going to talk about the Predator trial. Oh yeah, yeah. PS4 game, Hunting Grounds, Hunting Grounds. Yeah. Hunting Grounds. Yeah. Which, uh, pardon me, just did a dirty belch. Uh, so it's just obviously a little, a little multiplayer game where you can either be like a crew of mercenaries um, or you can be the Predator, and you've got to like kill some drug dealers or you've got to kill yeah. the mercenaries as a Predator. Uh, so yeah, it took me a long time to find a game. So I guess there was quite a lot of demand for it. Yeah, so all uh, the servers were struggling. Did all the mercenaries when you play multiplayer? Did they all look the same? I feel like there's like so the way the way you get you get in a match and you're supposed to pick your mercenary. I guess your type of mercenary. I couldn't work out how to change who I was. Yeah, so maybe, we all ended up the same the person. Same. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think maybe that was done on purpose, or maybe they hadn't implemented that into it yet did you get to play as the predator no and i tried i, 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 I didn't i don't know if you no, could I tr- I've tried... Go on. no i tried a few times to match and hopefully find something where i could be the predator but no i was a mercenary each time it if looks you... a bit basic doesn't it? it looked it looked a bit ps2 didn't it yeah we, we only play like three games um the first one it's basically the, the opening of the first film like you go into the into the jungle, yeah. take out, do a couple of mission type, small missions in, in the jungle. You take out some mercenaries, plant some cocaine, or there's some weird stuff going on. Um, and then about three minutes in, you'll start seeing um, the camouflaged predator jumping around mm-hmm. the trees, or you'll hear him, or your heartbeat will go up. There's a couple of matches. The first one, I was there for 10 minutes, and then within seconds, this predator found us all, annihilated us within seconds. Like you're just way overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the second yeah. time we played it we saw him on top of the trees and it was amazing it genuinely felt like everyone was like shooting yeah, towards yeah. the trees looking for him and stuff yeah. uh and then the third one again we got annihilated if you do the tutorial you play as a predator in the tutorial and he seems like that seems like a really oh, fun okay. game playing as a predator but you sort of climbing around the trees yeah. or spider-man style and stuff yeah it's good. a bit like friday the 13th like friday the 13th when you're uh jason uh, I'd never played that one. I played Dead by Daylight, which okay. is this probably, a similar one. It's probably similar sort of thing, yeah. That one was good. Uh, it's difficult if you're the the serial killer. <clears throat> yeah. So Resident Evil Week as well this week. So Resident Evil Three is out on Friday, and Resident Evil Resistance the beta is up now, which I played a little bit of. 
need to play a little bit more but that's a similar sort of role where you can either be a survivor or you can be like the mastermind where you like set traps and i think it's a popular type of game in now isn't it? it it's fun the fo- the is it four one v four is okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um i'm yeah. excited so that's, that's should be pretty cool be a cool little week perfect time for it as well plenty of time to plow into it we've got one more film to talk about before we go into it unless you've got more as well i don't know nope okay this film um was sold to me as one of the most weirdest bizarre films that you could watch uh i was like yeah i've seen i've seen my fair share of weird films don't worry um it's called the boxer's omen i don't know if you want to have a quick google just google the boxer's omen as in like box fighter um and it's there was like a a market that opened up for chinese black magic films this film is about a boxer a kickboxer who's also a buddhist monk fighting in a sort of a magic war against like a an evil magician uh but the yeah. most of the film is about them casting spells on each other and but the way they do it it's so gory and like it's just weird interesting to watch there's like little um they like bite oh my god there's, there's one bit that's really difficult to stomach there's like three evil magicians they're like shoving food into the mouths and they're like they pick up a chicken like a, a live chicken they bite his they bite his butt off <laughs> and then they munch up the butt put it into a paste and then eat it again <laughs> and then he puts it in the paste spits it out gives it to his mate he does the same thing starts eating and mushing it up there's there's so so much gore there's a bit where they rip open an alligator's stomach and they put a woman inside for some sort of spell. There's, um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It, but it's also really zippy. Like, you feel like a lot of these kind of films are really slow. But this film really zips along. It's really insane to watch. And the Buddhist powers are usually gold. <laughs> like, <there's> like <laughs> okay. whenever the Buddhist, or like there's bits where uh, like Buddhist writing will start appearing on his, but it's like a late 80s music video sort of effects. Hmm. Um, but me, it's um, it's I'll never forget it. That's uh, a weird, <laughs> weird. Aspect. I'll never forget it. When did you watch this? Did you watch this alone? Uh, no, the, the other night we had a bit of a movie night thing going on. Um, but it's oh, okay. um, the, the the best spell. Like uh, the the bad guys losing. This is about halfway through the film. The bad guys are losing, and he sticks like uh, sewing knitting needles into his neck, and his head pops off. It starts floating <laughs> towards the Buddhist monk kickboxer. Uh, and all the like the the veins and tentacle like tentacular veins sticking out start strangling, start wrapping around the guy's uh, throat, and he has to sort of fight off this floating head. Mate, it's amazing. It was really, really it was quite. It was something else. <laughs> <laughs> the Sounds, boxer's omen. Yeah, it does and sound pretty damn mental. It's very, very, very difficult to get hold of. So I had to use a cheeky online stream to play, to watch it, uh, okay, but I don't yeah. know yet. I don't know if it's uh maybe you'll get maybe you'll get a curse on you. Maybe, maybe a magician will make your make some knitted needles go into your neck. I think you should watch it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if okay. you enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird. Um yeah, other than that, I'll just just uh reanimate, which I actually watched this morning. Oh, okay. You did. Uh oh, I actually watched it last night. So it should be pretty damn fresh. Okay, so uh so Reanimator, also known as H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator, is a 1985 horror comedy film loosely based on the 1922 serial novelette Herbert West Reanimator, uh, directed by Stuart Gordon, produced by Brian Yuzna, 
It stars Jeffrey Coombs as Herbert West, a medical student who has invented a reagent which can animate deceased, reanimate deceased bodies. Uh, also stars Bruce Abbott, Barbara Crampton, David Gale, amongst others. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, just realised I haven't got the, the ratings up, but I'll, I'll get those in a second. Um, it's uh, like a crazy... It, it definitely feels like it fits in the Dead Alive, Evil Dead category of of horror movies wouldn't you say yeah yeah definitely uh there's a lot a lot of similar stuff in those in terms of practical effects yeah uh and that sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of knowing comedy that they've got and the -the over-the-top nature uh in the characters but also like the the gore yeah uh yeah it's all pretty pretty mad stuff did we get a sequel to this we did right yeah it's beyond beyond reanimated i've not seen it uh, oh, sorry. Well, that, it's Beyond Bride, Bride, Bride of, Bride of hmm. Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator is the third and final installment, 2003. Quite recent, isn't it? Yeah. So the ratings. Well, it's we, quite recent. It came out um, last year. 3.8 uh, on Letterboxd, which is decent. Actually, better That's than I thought it'd be. Rotten Tomatoes, okay. 93%. Wow. The, audi- the audience score is 82, which is still. Decent. Um, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, this film's got a ton, ton of, I've put here, tons of gore and ooze, decapitations and dead things coming back to life and a fair bit of the old rubber tango. I mean, there's some bits where people are sort of being attacked by not not animated things and trying to make it look animated. Yeah, there's loads of that. It yeah. was good. It reminded, me, it reminded me of like Evil Dead, but also like Brain Dead as well a little bit. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in terms of like the gooey, like these bright, bright colours as well, and garish, garish tones, and blood and gunk and goo, and yeah, naked, naked, scary looking bodies. It's um, yeah, I think if you were going to put on a like a triple bill, I think this along with those two films would be kind of perfect. Out of all of them, 
you know, I wouldn't have said this a few years ago, but uh, Dead Alive, I think, is is my uh, go-to for this type of film now. Yeah. It would have always been Evil Dead 2, but I don't know anymore. I don't know. I think I've seen Evil Dead 2 too many times. I, I think, think that's, what, yeah, that's what it is. I think is. I've yeah. done it without times I've seen it. Whereas, I think, as I mentioned earlier, like I've def- I'm really familiar with certain elements of this, but I was convinced I hadn't seen it. But maybe I have, hmm. but maybe I haven't. I'll never know, but I've seen it now. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know what to really say about it, apart from getting to the plot. I mean, it is what it is. It's, uh, I think this was Stuart Gordon's first film. It doesn't feel like it's, I don't know, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like it's got quite the budget of The Evil Dead and and dead alive but i think that's true because those films are made on on appearance right mm. it doesn't feel yeah, as big would... anyway no it doesn't it doesn't there are not that many there are only a few sort of um areas what would no what not areas what were we thinking of? locations a few locations <laughs> a few areas where they stand uh, there's a few <laughs> locations like yeah. and it seems pretty pretty small film but i don't know like the scale of it I thought was pretty good. Like the characters were all really good and engaging. Everyone was interesting. You kind of were rooting for certain people and hating other people. Jeffrey uh, Coombs is is uh, pretty spot on. I've never did. Yeah. Did you read the Lovecraft novella? I've not myself. No, no, I never have. It never feels have. weird knowing, like reading the Lovecraft stuff that I have read. It feels weird to think that he could have inspired something as ludicrous as this. Uh, but yeah, exactly, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jeffrey Kim is kind of, it looks like his hair, you know, when that, that spray on hair people have. It looks like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, he's got that going on. Although it doesn't John Travolta hair. John Travolta hair, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got, he's a weird animated face, Jeffrey Coombs. He's got a face where he's almost like he's on the precipice of saying something very, 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 very uh, intense every single second. Yeah. He's got something going on upstairs in the old brain box. But he's also twitching uh, yeah, as well so at the same time. Lots of face twitches. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce Abbott, who plays Dan Kane, is like the, I guess the the straight guy, the mm. guy who's like the moral compass for the film. Uh, and then Barbara Crampton as his girlfriend Megan. Uh, oh, I thought she was really good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, seen her in a few things over the years, like Chopping Mall, and uh, I know she's in From Beyond as well. But I, I watched her recently in You're Next. I don't know she's in um, You're Next. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She um, well, those three people. Jeffrey Coombs, Bruce Abbott, and Barbara Crampton, they play like the core, the younger kids in Miskatonic University. Um, and they're all, they, they've got a really good dynamic. I think they um, do a great job. They feel like real people, um, mm-hmm. which sometimes like doesn't. The, stake, the stakes are sort of high for, for everybody, except maybe Herbert West. Well, he's, 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 he's a bit, he's a bit of a rogue. He's yeah, a his, chaos in this. His life and death stakes are like his reputation, or getting the, getting his uh, uh, discovery out into the world. Yeah, there's also and the da- film. Go on. Yeah, go on. So, so you're sorry, you do the other characters. So David yeah. Gale. There's Dr. Carl Hill. He's the um, the head of neuroscience, of brain surgery in. Um, yeah, and May. He's, we're pretty sure he's got some sort of superpower, right? Uh. Well, yeah. So later on, we, when he realizes that if he lobotomizes people, he can, who's who found the reagent? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bit stupid, <laughs> but but it, it is a bit stupid. Yeah. But in a film where you should be suspending your dis- disbelief, 
Like there are a few times in this film where I went, would that happen? And then I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> what? Wait a minute, stop it, <laughs> stop it now. Um, and then we got Robert Sanson as Dean Allen Halsey, who is Megan's dad, um, and he's like the what? Who's he? Like a head professor or somebody like he's that? He's the dean, isn't he? I think the dean. So, that's it. So all this takes place for Mixtonic University. In my head, there I was like, his name's Dean. <laughs> his name's Dean. <laughs> Dean the Dean. Yeah. He, but this film pretty much gets started like from the get-go, doesn't it? Yeah, so we open um at Herbert West's previous universities in Zurich. Um and he's bringing he's brought back someone called Hans Gruber, another professor back to life, and is oh yeah, super gory. Feel like this. So his eyes pop out. <laughs> this guy's like losing his mind, he's sort of wobbling around. Um and Herbert West. He's, he's sort of dancing around him, trying to, uh, I don't know, he's very animated, um, he's trying to hold him down, um, but it's all great. Just, his name's Hans Gruber, as in, yeah. oh yeah, Die Hard. <laughs> What's going on there? Have they just gone, right, we need some we need a German of, name. A Swiss, German name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, carry on. Well, that is an interesting point you make. <laughs> I wonder what thematic, yeah. why, you know, thematically yeah. they put that in there. Make us think of Die Hard. Death is a big theme, obviously. Um, well, this was before Die Hard, isn't it? Exactly. So Die Hard essentially put a name in there to make us think of Reanimator. Reanimator. Um, yeah. Well, so uh, Herbert West gets expelled from this university because um, uh, they think he killed. It's weird because they think he killed him. Surely he should be in prison if that's the case. But, yeah. uh, but I guess say, there's you no proof. Him and he says, I gave him life. So I guess so like, and they go, mm, you're expelled. We just expelled you for giving him like, <laughs> yeah, that's against the rules. <laughs> uh, and then so the he goes to Miskatonic University, which is a big, uh, big Lovecraft. Always seems to show up. People are always making crazy discoveries there. Um, in New England, again, Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert West, he shows up in a few Lovecraft stories. <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, he goes to the university. Um, we're introduced to Dan. Uh, he is it's a bit of a jock, but he's also oh, he's trying to bring someone back to life at the start. He's pumping the chest. They can't. Yep. They're not getting any signs, and he dies. Um, so yep. Dan's not very good, I guess, at bringing people back to life. <laughs> Bless him. Um, uh, yeah. So then he just then he takes the body to the morgue and we see like he's a bit que- he's a bit um, queasy when it comes to dead bodies and he's oh, oh get hand away from me yeah uh, is that because his job is to take things to the morgue he's got yeah. a part time job as a morgue transporter um, yep there's also, there's also like the, the, the security guard he's like a jive talking black man <laughs> the security guard's a bit like Oh, never dead body, eh? <laughs> Imagine a yeah. banner every day with him. Oh, never dead body, is it? They just keep on coming. <laughs> Another dead body. Oh, he's he's a lively one. Do you know what I mean? He's very uh, he's got a one liner for everything, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, good guy, that guy. Good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> um, so so Herbert West uh, arrives at university. Instantly, he's got beef with Dr. Carl Hill, who's the yeah. head of the department. He's like saying the brain ceases to. Have four six to twelve minutes after the after the body dies, 
And Herbert West, I think he said this longer. It's like 12 to 13 minutes, I think you're fine. But it's <laughs> like a weird... It's 12 minutes, four seconds. There's a weird protest when um, Dr. Hill says it's six to, six to 12 minutes, repeats it, six to 12 minutes. And then Fingy just starts breaking pencils. It's got like an yeah. unseen collection of pencils. He just starts snapping them. <laughs> Somebody breaking pencils in my class? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, so then what's his face? Moves into the Dan's apartment, but he's like, yeah. So then we're introduced to Dan. Um, he was in a he was in a relationship with Meg, and I was a bit confused really at the start because she goes, she was talking about like, you know, he'll be angry if I get home late. I thought she was married, and uh, and maybe yeah. Dan was having an affair with her, but no, it's her dad, uh, the Dean Alan Halsey, who likes to go by just Dean. Do you know? So yeah, they're in a relationship. Uh, Dan's like really into her. He's like wants her to move in and stuff, but she's a bit like, nah, nah not into it, mate. Um, and when she goes to leave, um, Herbert West turns up and he wants to rent. <coughs> he wants to rent Dan's room. Dan's room. Dan's I want to rent your room. <laughs> room. Listen, mate. I've seen your room and it's bigger than the one you're advertising, so I want to rent it. All right. Yeah. Like, shift out. And the basement. He wants that as and well. Mate. Yeah, he gets the basement as well as his own personal laboratory does he do they agree on that before he moves in or does he just well i don't know if he he says this this has a basement i don't know if he said it's mine uh but he gets it um i want it yeah so i guess the next bit is the cat yeah so there's obviously a lot more stuff where um there's a bit where barbara sorry megan is talking to dan about Herbert's so obviously they've been living together for a while now and he says like that they never see him and when they do see him he stares and stares, things like that. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well it okay, so there's also there's a bit as well where Barbara Crampton goes to her dad with Dan and they're like saying we're gonna go on a date, a study date. Yeah. Um and then Dr. Hill's there and he says like really yeah. weird pervy stuff. Like, right in front of Dean. Daddy Dean, he's like, I'm obsessed with you. Like, wait, he says something like, you can't not be obsessed with your daughter or something. Like, he's, yeah. it's weird. But Donald Trump, isn't it? When Donald Trump says, when Donald Trump said at one point, like, oh, if I'd be dating my daughter. Was that supposed to be, was that supposed to be Donald Trump? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It was like um, a 1920s No, I wouldn't be, I, I would date my daughter. I can't even do it. Can you do a Donald not, Trump? I've never tried. I don't know if I want to. No, no, I've never <laughs> yeah. tried until that, that moment. And I just China. realized. China. China. No. China. You know, I'd be dating my daughter if, 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 yeah, someone, he said something like that. Basically, said he wants a nonce's daughter. Basically. So many words. Basically. 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 So, um, so they get back to the house, to the flat, and they're like, Have you not seen your cat? I've not seen your cat in Yonks. And he's, Dan's like, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, He's he's off doing his cat thing. Um, yeah. Late that night, Dan is. Um, I don't know. I think but Barbara goes into the basement or something. And there's a fridge down there, and he yeah, finds. Well, they start, oh no, it's a fridge in in Herbert's room. Oh okay, bit of yeah. fridge. So they get, they go searching for the cat. They're calling the cat, uh, whose name is Rufus. Yeah. Keep calling Rufus, come out, we got the pussy treats. Rufus. <laughs> cats the cats usually come when you call them. I've always found yeah. every instance of having a cat, they kind of just go, unless there's food like r- r- ready and available. 
I think it depends on the cat. Uh, cat yeah. comes. Um, nearly all the time. Every cat, every cat I've known has been a bit of a knobhead. But yeah, she <laughs> finds she finds Rufus dead in the fridge in West's fridge. Um, she screams. Dan comes in. He's fuming. Um, but yeah, he kind of explains that he found the cat dead. West's uh, explanation is very dodgy. I, the the trash was knocked over good. and his head got stuck in a jar. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and he said he couldn't breathe, and like Dan just accepts it. Goes, oh, it does happen. Like, you'd be like, <laughs> what? Is that got stuck in a jar? What on earth? Yeah, why would you keep it in the fridge then? Why would not you just say sorry? I just don't take the jar off. He's so worried that so he's apparently gonna, he's worried about the smell kept, or something. Yeah, he kept in. The, he was worried about the smell, so he kept in the fridge so he could tell Dan, like at a later day, about like. I guess all of it's bullshit because we know we know that he's he wants like a, a test subject, but we don't know if he killed the cat, which I think he did. Um, yeah. But yeah, but late that night, um, I think Barbara's. Um, wait, no, someone's upstairs and hears like screaming. I think they're asleep, aren't they? They're asleep yeah. and they hear like a hear like a noise. Um, right there. So what happens? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. wake up and head West is wakes up, hears a noise, scrap. goes downstairs, and when he gets down there, West is having a scrap with Rufus, who initially Dan obviously doesn't realise it's Rufus, and I think what's he think it is? Because he's just like trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it with like a spade and a and a bat. Yeah. And then it's only it's only after he slings it at the wall and basically smashes it <laughs> and it almost splits in half that he realizes it's Rufus. Yeah. And then obviously then West explains that he's reanimated. Rufus using this reanimation serum he's got, which is this bright green. How do you reckon they got it that bright and green? It's the first instance of them using glow sticks to make glowing materials in, in film, apparently. Is it? Yeah. No way. No way! I cannot believe that. Apparently. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it looks really good. And they have like really big uh, needles, injector things, what we call them. Pipettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Syringe. Basis. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> That's a big pipette you got there, mate. Well you know what you're doing with that. So um yeah, so I mean they they to smash up Rufus again so he's dead a second time. And then uh what's his name? Dan doesn't believe him that the reagent brought him back to life. Uh so he says yeah. he can prove it. So he brings him back again, but he's all kind of mashed and yeah. he's like Ah, kill me! Ah, please kill impression. me! Every moment <laughs> I'm alive is yeah. agony. Yeah. So then they take the findings to the dean, don't they, to basically explain that yeah. they're going to do this. But the dean's immediately fuming, and he's like, "Poppycock, my daughter! Poppycock, you're using my daughter." Um, Megan gets a bit over the top during this whole bit. She's very. She gets a bit Can't remember. intense. She's screaming. She's kind of, let me talk to him. Oh, God, you guys. It's crazy. You're crazy. A lot of that is being thrown around. Herbert West um, is going to get expelled again. Dan is going to do get some. expelled as well. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's going to get, I thought he's just going to get like, uh, going to get marked down or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think he just says you've got <laughs> going to get marked down. I think he just says you're going to get barred from the school, maybe, or something like that. Because the yeah. next thing they do is sneak into the morgue 
in order to and you know Dan doesn't take much convincing here West like Herbert West has got a pretty insane plan which is get a human subject prove that the reagent works and then salvage their medical careers I mean it's a pretty out there plan yeah Dan is in on it he's like I've, I've seen you reanimate a cat I guess I you know what I mean if you I mean I guess if they could prove that it works and it works well it's like it's going to change the world so Dan like maybe sees that as a, an important thing is excited about it it's like is yeah. I don't know I, I think I'd be on board maybe I'd want to see some better more reliable tests before I start yeah. Waking up dead, going straight, humans. going straight to a dead body as well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Herbert's pretty. Herbert West is pretty from the, from the get go. He's like needs to not been dead for very long, but then they're going to the morgue where you know bodies have been dead for a while. Or that day, I don't know. It yeah. seems a bit. It does seem a bit nuts. Did he pump him with formaldehyde and stuff? I don't know how. I don't know when they do that in the process. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but. Yeah, they inject a corpse. They inject like the biggest, like, <laughs> henchest dude they can find, like a big former American footballer or something, just a massive beast, beast of a bloke. And uh, obviously, initially doesn't wake up and they're kind of counting down, but then they up the dosage by a tiny little bit more. And when he awakes, he's just like crazed, like a crazed, violent zombie. Yeah. Madman. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> and Doctor Housley obviously turns up, and he's trying to stop them doing whatever they're doing, and he gets quite unceremoniously squashed by a door. <laughs> <laughs> he gets just like squashed by a door, and then the zombie just like won't leave him alone. The zombie he jump, like, he jumps on the door, doesn't he? The zombie guy. Yeah, he jumps <laughs> on the door and just like crushes him. <laughs> Imagine you're Doctor Housley, like you'd be <laughs> what, what, what the fuck that? is going? <laughs> yeah, he just his fingers bitten off as well. Yeah. So obviously these zombies are like they've got like superhuman strength because they're I guess Well that's that was Lou Ferrigno they brought back to life there. I think that was the mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lou calm down. Oh I can't uh, um so uh yeah they uh, he kills the Lou Ferrigno zombie by using a bone saw to go right through the back, out through the chest. Yeah. That's how you do it. Seems like a lot of effort to kill that guy. Yeah, but then also it kills. I mean, they never learn. <laughs> also, it kills. Uh, it's pretty much pet cemetery. Also, it kills. Yeah. What's it? Uh, the dean. And they're like, we well, use the reagent. Well, the dean dies because he gets he gets thrown into the wall, doesn't he, by the zombie? Yeah. Pretty much the same way that Dan threw the cat against the wall in the basement. Yeah. The zombie <laughs> throws the dean at the wall and basically just obliterates his spine. He comes back to life. It's not quite as insane. Like he's no. he's still kind of there. I think it's because it was so quick. It was like they pretty much did it immediately, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. obviously he's still insane. He still can't com- He still can't communicate, but he's maybe a little bit more lucid. I don't know. He's not yeah. as angry. But so they were like, they just say, "Yeah, he went mental. Look at him. <laughs> he went mental and did all of mate. this." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, weirdly, um, Doctor Hill uh, is like, "I think I can fix him." And he just lobotomizes him with like a laser pen or something. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously like Megan stumbles into the scene. I think Dan collapses in shock. When Dan collapses in shock, Herbert like has got a blanket ready to go to just wrap around him. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah, so Doctor Doctor Hill obviously is tr- I get initially you feel like he's trying to help them, but 
he's not. He's kind of just. There's a bit earlier when he was talking to the dean where it almost seemed like he was trying to hypnotize him. He was kind of like talking to him, really. His it eyes looks a bit were... like how I remember the de- the demon headmaster to look as well. Yeah. Remember the demon headmaster? <laughs> I do remember the demon headmaster, yeah. And I was pretty terrified of that dude as well. Yeah. He looked like John, he looked like John Major. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that was weird. I wonder why they casted someone like John Major to be the demon headmaster. Yeah, why, should we, why should we be terrified of the prime minister? Oh, right. <laughs> it, was, it was drummed into us at a young age that we should be terrified of the prime minister. I got it. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. So what's his name? What's his face? Doctor Hill. When he's experimenting on, when he lobotomizes the dean, he finds out that he's actually dead, but he's still moving around. So then he knows that. Yeah. So he does. He, he does some. Te- he does some tests on him as well. Then he just to find out that like his back is in bits <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, everything's <laughs> gone wrong inside. <laughs> yeah. So he's a dead. He's a dead man. Uh, so from this, he knows that uh, Herbert West has got something. Uh, so he goes over to Herbert West's basement, and he's like, "I'm gonna, you've got to show me because I'll get you arrested or some something bad will happen. I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal this for him, and it's gonna make me famous. Uh, obviously, that's the worst thing to say to Herbert West because his whole thing is that he wants to be the person who brings this to the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so pretty much immediately, we realised that. Herbert West knows he's got to do something about it. This so is gory as hell, I thought. <laughs> so yeah. cool, yeah. So he hits Dr. Hill in the head, back of the head with a shovel, and then continues to smash the living daylights out of his wad. Basically, puts his head off with the Yeah, but you see it, like it's shovel. not quite going through the back, and he's like, he's grimacing, like, oh, this really hurts. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then and the Herbert West off. has just got you just can't kill someone and just let it, let it be that. <laughs> You've got to go, well, I better bring him back to death, bring him back to life. But he reanimates the head and body of Dr. Hill like separately. How would that work with the body? Considering- I don't think he does. I think he just reanimates the head. And for some reason, the head can control the body. Yeah, that's the bit where you've just got to take a leap of faith. Yeah. I think maybe we're made to think that some of this te- these telepathic abilities that Dr. Hill seems to have somehow. Oh, I, I just thought that like he could just control his body. I just thought well, that's no, like... But there's a couple of bits. There's a bit where he's talking to the dean, and there's a bit where he's talking to Megan uh, earlier, where it seems like yeah. he's hypnotizing them because he's kind of, you will do this. That's me. true. And when he does do this, like when he does go back to the thing in a, in a bit, he does hypnotize the dean through the window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. So maybe that's how he can he controls the corpses at the end as well. Well, so Herbert West decapitates him, pops his head on a spike. Uh, but then the dean gets his body to come up and knock. I don't know why he wouldn't kill Herbert West, but he he, he knocks him out. Uh, yeah. And then he goes back to the Mixon University. That's when he hypnotizes the dad through the glass. And these people are constantly oozing like blood out of their mouths for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Seems like that's what happens. Do you want to be reanimated? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bleeding from everywhere. Uh, yeah. So then, what happens? What's next? Well, some had to get Barbara. I can't remember how. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they still kid kidnaps Barbara, brings him to his, like, brings him to the morgue. Is it is it the morgue? Isn't it where they're... he goes to the morgue, and the the body is wearing like the demonstration head, brain yeah, head it. thing. So that's how they get in past the security guard. He's got like a little mask on. And you're like, oh, hi, Dr. Hill. And he goes, 
Yeah, and then they yeah, puts, him in, a tray, puts the... him in a tray of blood, and he's like drinking the blood through his neck. Drinking for his neck. But there's one bit where he, he's in a bag and he gets zipped out of the bag and he goes, <gasps> "Where is that hair going? <laughs> Where is that hair going? You ain't got no lungs, mate. <laughs> you ain't got no lungs." Yeah. Yeah. So um, then they kidnap. So, they kidnap Barbara. They strap her down. They kidnap Barbara. They use her dad, don't they? They use her dad to kidnap her. Mm. Um, and when she arrives, they strap her down, strip her naked. Um, and then obviously a pretty horrible bit where the severed head of Dr. Hill is being used to like molest her. Yeah. And he's just about to, just about to, uh, his head between her legs when, uh, who turns up? Dan and, Dan and Herbert West. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. About, right. At <laughs> best time. But yeah, also her, her, my dad is in the room, is in the room of her at this time. Just like, yeah, he's spaced out. He think he can control him by this point. Um, yeah. But so Herbert, I don't know. So Herbert West is like, I've got a plan. And then what's his name's like? So have I. I don't know what Herbert West's plan yeah. was. Oh yeah, he was gonna overdose him. I think his plan is also that they're getting Barbara out. Sorry, they're getting Megan out behind him. That was like his plan. Oh, okay. I'll distract him. Uh, but also, yeah. yeah, the overdose is his plan as well. But yeah, then all of the uh, corpses in the morgue all leap up at the same time. Were you surprised uh, at that point? I thought that was a nice yeah, little pretty, twist. I was pretty surprised, yeah. I was pretty and, surprised. Then, and then by that point, it goes on full out. <laughs> as full out yeah. as this movie gets. There's zombies. There's like one with like uh, skin hanging off his back, one with a burnt side to him. One's got like uh, loads of tubes sticking out of him. Um, yeah, there's all sorts, of, scary. all sorts of zombies. I yeah. they're all pretty scary. And it's like, there's a lot of mist in the in the room as well. Around about this point, so it's kind of does it's pretty effective. Someone uh, drops some powder in it. It's like talcum right, powder, yeah. but it goes all up into a big fog. It's, it's like some sort of <laughs> some sort of scientific experiment gone awry, and it like somebody drops a beaker of something. Yeah, and they go, "Oh, not me, bloody dust, not me fog dust." That's normally how you make superheroes. Like you accidentally yeah, smash yeah. something, a couple of things together, and then you breathe it in or get it on your tongue with superhero. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, then, <laughs> <laughs> what we got? Um, I mean, it's a massive scrap. Yeah, huge scrap between like pretty much everybody. When they all um, start trying to get Barbara, whatever it, Megan, the dean yeah. suddenly kind of wakes up again or something. And he's like, yeah, because she goes, "It's me, Daddy. It's me. If you can hear me in there, help us. Don't let them kill us." So yeah, the dean manages to. He's got like a protective nature, and he pushes all the others away. And yeah, but then. We do see. Then we get you get ripped apart by the other zombies as well. He Not yet. Into... He picks okay. up. He picks up. He picks up Doctor Hill's head, and he like yeah, smushes right. it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's smushing the head, and that's pretty. Yeah. Good. That's pretty satisfying. Yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't do it with ease either, and you feel like it would be pretty tough. And Doctor Hill seems to be in pain when he's doing it. Like, yeah, oh! it's like and he's listening to really song. loud music. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> rocking out, turn it. Down. Um, yeah. And all the other zombies kind of are the same because they've obviously got the telepathic link. Yeah. They're all kind of getting headaches as well. Like, oh, bloody hell, get me some Neurofen. So then they, you're all right. They, they all rip the Dean apart. Like they rip the Dean his... apart, yeah. So yeah. they kind of like step, step back into the fog and then suddenly the Dean is a, is like a, like a paper mache <laughs> body. And yeah, they just yeah. all like pull it apart. No blood or anything. Just, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty good though, I thought. Yeah. And then, so I think he's given the body 
of Dr. Hill, uh, an overdose of the reagent. So his body kind of collapses in on itself, but then the in, in, inner parts become animated instead. So yeah. like the intestines coil intestines, around yeah. um, Herbert West. And you don't know what happens to Herbert West. It's like it's just reeling him in into the darkness. Yeah. And he's like, save yourself and my research. Take that to my notes. Take that. Here it is, all my notes in this little satchel, wherever it is. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he gets the notes. Dan and Megan run away, uh, but not before like this reanimated corpse jumps in the lift of them and strangles Megan. Dan runs like half a mile that way to get an axe. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back, axes, axes the, uh, the corpse, but then it's, it's too late. Megan's, Megan's passed out, so they take her to the emergency room. Uh, no explanation or anything. No, he doesn't say at one point. There's loads of zombies downstairs. He just says, "Right, save her." But um, unfortunately, she does die. In a little callback to the first scene, I guess, where they failed to bring someone back to life. Yeah, but this he time he's got he's got reagent. So he hasn't yeah. learned the lesson. I mean, Herbert West, no. like he's got a problem. <laughs> like he's addicted oh, yeah. to bringing things back to life. Yeah. Um, it is very pet cemetery, isn't it? Where yeah. oh, what's the answer to this? Bring it back to life. What's the answer to that? Bring it back to life. What about this? Yeah, bring that back to life as well. This, I mean, this final one you kind of make sense because they're you know they're in love and and whatever. But the rest of them, Herbert West is like, oh, I just stood on this worm. Better bring it back <laughs> <Yeah>. to life. <laughs> he's just upset. He's just like power hungry, and he's obsessed with the power it gives him of bringing things back to life. So even yeah. if it's like his nemesis, Carl Hill. Or somebody doesn't like, he's like, oh, I'll bring him back to <laughs> life. Nemesis Carl. <laughs> hey, yeah. got Carl again. Okay. Uh, and then it ends, it cuts to black and she's, you hear her screaming. We don't know if it actually works yeah. or not. But the next one's so, called yeah, Bride we... of Reanimator. So imagining it probably does work. Uh, yeah, I'm just checking. Has it got, I don't know if it has got Megan in it though. I don't think it does. It's got the same actors as Herbert West and Dan Kane, but I don't think we've got Barbara Crampton in that one. So maybe the yeah. bride is somebody else. Yeah. Date. The tagline for that is date, mate, reanimate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so apparently the budget for this was £900,000, just noticed. Sorry if that's a trivia question. No, it's not. Um, I just jumped in there, wasn't I? It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, what, when was this film? Uh, when did it come out? 80s? 1985. Uh, about right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that budget seems a bit low to me. but And it does kind of show. But, um, yes, they do a good job. So anyway, some trivia. I'll warm you up with some name game. And then we'll okay. do some hardcore trivia. Yeah, I failed, failed the name game badly last time. Jesus. Okay, you got a few opportunities then for this. So... My first film pitch for you is when Herbert West spots a bee on the floor, he fetches it some sugary water. It drinks from the sugary water and comes back to life. <laughs> What's the film called? Uh, is it is it Bee Animator? It is Bee Animator. Um, Herbie, <laughs> Herbie West. Herbie. Bee Animator. Herbie. <laughs> uh, number two. Uh, Herbert West is eating a certain type of cheese on a cracker and he thinks this thing just isn't lively enough so he dabs some sriracha right on top of the French soft cheese to give it some life. (laughs) (laughs) Free animator? Yeah, correct. Okay, this one's a more difficult one. Um, 
So when Herbert West sleeps in a funny way, he wakes to find his right leg is dead, but only in the middle area. He shoots some reagent into it and the thing comes to life. But again, only in the middle of the leg. <laughs> uh, is it knee animator? That's correct, yeah. I thought that would be a great, a great sequel to Idle Hands. Knee animator. Yeah. Just, just the knee, though. The rest of the leg is human. Just the knee. Is just like a, <laughs> the joint is just, just uh, it's causing him a lot of bother. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number four, some proper hardcore trivia. Which rap legend has their own reanimator book out? Jesus Christ. Which rap legend? Uh, I'm trying to think of someone from the 80s rather than... The, how about Ice-T? I was going to go for a... uh, no, uh, so it's Kanye West Reanimator. It's a book by Joshua Chaplinsky. If you Google it, you'll see exactly what I mean. It's called Kanye West Reanimator. Um, it's a great cover image. What on earth? What, what, how has this happened? <laughs> it's not. You're, you're, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, it's um, it's pretty much the exact story, uh, the Lovecraft story. But they've just changed all the references to okay. Kanye so West not, references. Kanye West has nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, he's the, he's the, he's in it and he's on the cover. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's called Kanye West. It. Oh no, no. Oh, sounds good though. Apparently, it's pretty decent. Okay, so uh, number five. Um, okay, <laughs> so the woman uh, Dan is seen attempting to resuscitate at the beginning of the film. The actress yeah. who plays her was known as a what enthusiast on the set. So she's very enthusiastic about something and she got referred to as the something enthusiast. What was it that she was enthusiastic about? Um, the hospital enthusiast? The zombie enthusiast? She was known as the dildo enthusiast and was known to hide dildos with the fake corpses in the morgue set. But why? Well, because she just liked dildos. <laughs> yeah, but there's lots of things I like, and I don't bring them to work every day, you know what I mean? Hide them amongst the, <laughs> amongst the props. That's Maybe she... Um, practice. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, she didn't like dildos, but didn't want anyone to know, so she overcompensated. Look at these dildos. I like dildos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you like dildos or something? No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah man that's all the trivia you did very well you got all all five of them right um, nice one mm. what what we're doing next week so next week we're going to be doing our horror gaming episode yeah so I think uh, Andy's going to come on the show we're going to discuss if we're going to do a countdown list or like a round table or something but favourite survival horror games uh, obviously it's the week Resident Evil 3 comes out which is going to be a good chance to discuss this stuff but yeah we're going to discuss some some horror gaming, seeing as we probably discuss gaming like almost every week, don't we, on this show? But yeah. never dedicate an episode to it, so it's going to be good to do that. Uh, and after that, if you fancy it, should we do Final Destination? Yeah, sounds good. I've not seen that in a long time. Um, also, we need to rate the film. Yeah, that's the best bit. Um, phew, you know what? I really enjoyed this. Um, a lot more than I kind of thought. I was going to, even though I've kind of I've heard such so many good things about it. I remembered some bits about it, so 
I knew it was going to be good, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. For there were some really great characters. It's like uh, I've seen it described as like a splatterpunk movie, which I think yeah, kind kind of kind of is. Reminds yeah. me of Brain Dead a bit, um, but yeah, some of the gore effects were great. Great performances. Soundtrack was good. Very psycho led. Uh, I'd probably give it an A. I reckon, Luke. Bloody hell. Let's go as Re- far as A the um, Reanimator. Yeah, so uh, it's yeah, it's great. It's uh, like it's the kind of. I also don't feel like enough people have seen it. And when people talk about the horror movie fans, I never really see Reanimator come up on the same sort of list. It's always Evil Dead or, or Dead Alive, and Reanimator doesn't really show mm. up. And it probably should do. Like it's mm. up there with those two films. I don't. It's definitely not my favorite of those three films, but it's yeah, it's spot on. I'm gonna go with an A minus. Re-A minus. Yeah, I don't know if it's my favourite of those three films either, but I think it stands up alongside them very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Arrow. Come on, man. Okay, so next week, Horror Gaming. Week, ep- week after that, uh, Final Destination. So, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Um, Let's keep at it. Hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Become a patron over patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude. Thank you very much, Luke, for being a right horror dude. Right. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.